Well, hello everyone, I'm Adrienne Bloom, and I'd like to welcome you to another installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech. Today, we'll be listening to a regional report from our quarter two issue of H2 Tech published in May. This report focuses on hydrogen development in the Asia Pacific region. And before we get started with the podcast, I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe and share the podcast for more expert discussions on technology and trends in the hydrogen sector. It's easy to subscribe. Just search for H2 Tech Talk on iTunes or Blueberry and click the subscribe button. So now let's talk about forging a path for Asia Pacific hydrogen development. Asia-Pacific is forecast to be the fastest growing region in hydrogen to 2025, as governments continue to adopt green technologies to meet national targets for CO2 emissions reduction. Estimated potential demand for imported hydrogen in China, Japan, South Korea, and Singapore could reach 9.5 billion by 2030. China, in particular, is in need of reliable, clean backup power as the growth of renewable energy has made its electric grid increasingly unstable. Australia and Japan are two of Asia-Pacific's leaders in hydrogen network development and have established their own clean energy and carbon emissions reduction strategies. They have also signed a joint statement of cooperation with each other for hydrogen and fuel cell development. Fitch ratings estimated that Asia's electrolyzer capacity could surpass 10 gigawatts by 2030, although green hydrogen projects remain a wild card that could accelerate this capacity dramatically toward the end of the decade. The development of green hydrogen capacity is closely linked to the abundance of affordable renewable electricity and the need for backup power. Many estimates expect that the cost of electrolyzers could have and allow green hydrogen to reach market parity with gray or fossil-based hydrogen by 2030. Asia Pacific remains the fastest growing region for both energy demand and renewable power growth over the coming decades. National initiatives and projects across Asia Pacific to produce and incorporate hydrogen into the energy mix are discussed in the following sections. So in Japan in 2017, the country became the first regional government to adopt a national hydrogen framework. This framework was followed by the Strategic Roadmap for Hydrogen and Fuel Cells in March 2019, which envisions a significant consumption of hydrogen in Japan in the near future. One complication to boosting hydrogen consumption is the high cost. Japan's Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry, or METI for short, estimates that the cost of hydrogen must decrease to about 20 yen per cubic meter, almost on par with the cost of LNG, to be commercially viable. To reduce hydrogen costs, Japan has raised its consumption goal for hydrogen to five to 10 million tons and set forth initiatives for increased hydrogen-fueled backup power generation and greater adoption of fuel cell electric vehicles. The government hopes to bring down the cost of blue hydrogen to 30 yen per cubic meter by 2030. Japan has been investing heavily in fuel cell technologies over the past 12 years, after it began commercially offering fuel cell powered microscale combined heat and power systems. 
by 2030, Japan aims to significantly increase the amount of power it generates using hydrogen, with plans to burn approximately 10 million tons per year by that year, roughly equivalent to the power produced by 30 nuclear reactors. In addition to more wind and solar power, the increase in hydrogen-driven power generation will help Japan reach carbon emissions neutrality by 2050, a target announced by the Prime Minister in September 2020. To this end, the Japan Hydrogen Association, JH2A, formed in late 2020, is promoting hydrogen in a number of areas for decarbonization. Now, as far as projects goes, a major one led by Chiyoda and Nippon Yusen launched a demonstration hydrogen global supply chain in 2020. Chiyoda's technology adds toluene to hydrogen, creating a more stable substance for transportation and storage. The toluene must be removed before the hydrogen can be used in fuel cells, but the stabilized hydrogen can be transported with a normal ship used to ship chemical products. Chiyoda shipped hydrogen produced in Brunei from waste gas in a tanker in three round trips between Brunei and Japan, supplying approximately 110 tons of hydrogen. And you can also read the Chiyoda contributed article on this topic in the quarter one 2021 issue of H2 Tech. So in another project, Toshiba offers technology to convert electricity to hydrogen, which can be stored for use during times of unstable power supply from renewable energy. Toshiba is also a player in one of the world's largest operating green hydrogen plants, the 10 megawatt Fukushima Hydrogen Energy Research Field, or FH2R. The FH2R project opened in March 2020 in Fukushima, Japan. The 100 kilogram per hour of hydrogen produced at the complex via solar-powered electro electrolysis will still be able, will be able to fill 560 fuel cell vehicles per day and will be used in buses and other vehicles. Among marine applications for hydrogen, Japan's Kawasaki Heavy Industries has developed the, the world's first vessel to ferry liquefied hydrogen, the Susio Frontier. The company also plans to commercialize large hydrogen ships by 2030. The Susio Frontier is slated to begin hydrogen shipments from Australia to, to Japan in 2021. Also, Iwatani and Kansai Electric Power plan to commercialize hydrogen-powered fuel cell vehicles by 2025. Several test projects between Japan and potential suppliers in the Middle East have also been established. These projects include the world's first shipment of blue ammonia from Saudi Arabia to Japan in September 2020, and the active role being taken by Japan in Oman's new hydrogen roadmap. So in looking at Australia, the land down under aims to become a major hydrogen producer by 2030 under its National Hydrogen Strategy, released in November 2019. One report has calculated that global demand for hydrogen exported from Australia could exceed 3 million tons per year by 2040, which could contribute up to 10 billion Australian dollars per year to the country's economy. Initial key customers are expected to be Japan and South Korea. 
Coal and LNG currently make up 25% of Australia's total exports and resource, scarce, and resource scarce Japan is a major importer of Australian energy. However, Japan's late 2020 announcement of its plan to reach carbon net neutrality by 2050 served as a wake up call to Australia, which is now racing to further decarbonize and expand its clean energy portfolio. What began as a defensive maneuver for Australian energy producers and suppliers has turned into a strategic offensive. The country's natural gas pipeline owners are looking to future-proof their, their assets by conducting tests to blend hydrogen with natural gas and produce greener methane. Some Australian states are pushing for a 10% hydrogen blend in gas pipelines by 2030 which can be safely accommodated without modification to infrastructure or appliances. Blending hydrogen into the natural gas network will allow for a scale-up of hydrogen production, requiring the initial installation of smaller, around one gigawatt capacity, electrolyzers before more hydrogen is needed. As the hydrogen network expands, so will the need for larger, more expensive electrolyzers for green hydrogen production. Residential trials with a 5% hydrogen blend are already underway in Adelaide at the 11.4 million Australian dollars Hydrogen Park South Australia or HIPSA demonstration project. Furthermore, the Australian Renewable Energy Agency or ARENA together with the Australian government is providing 1.28 million Australian dollars in funding for the establishment of the Australian Hydrogen Centre. The project will study blending hydrogen into existing natural gas pipelines in South Australia and Victoria. Looking at Australian hydrogen projects, the Western Australian government has recently accelerated its renewable hydrogen strategy by a decade from 2040 to 2030 and will invest 22 million Australian dollars toward the development of the state's hydrogen industry. Among major initiatives under development, a $51 billion Australian dollar project to mass produce hydrogen from wind and solar power is underway. The Asian Renewable Energy Hub aims to meet Australia's 2030 hydrogen price point of two Australian dollars per, per kilogram or $1.50 US dollars per kilogram. Production costs for green hydrogen are around three 0.18 Australian dollars per, per kilogram to about 3.80 Australian dollars per, per kilogram at present. The project will produce 1.75 million tons per year of hydrogen from 26 gigawatts of renewable power for conversion into ammonia for domestic and international markets. Construction is expected to start in 2026 with first shipments anticipated in 2028. Also in Western Australia, the Aerosmith hydrogen project is a proposed green hydrogen production plant near Dongara, 320 kilometers north of Perth. The 300 million Australian dollar project led by Infinite Blue Energy is expected to start up in mid 2022 and produce 25 metric tons per day of green hydrogen from water, wind, and solar energies. 
And the Hazer Group will, be, will build a 100 metric ton per year facility to convert biogas from sewage treatment into fuel cell grade hydrogen. The project commenced in March 2020 and is planned to run through the middle of the decade. Also, Hydrogen Renewables Australia Limited is proposing a large scale or up to 5,000 megawatt combined wind and solar farm in Murchison to produce low-cost green hydrogen for export to Asia. Furthermore, Australian utility ATCO is working with mining firm, firm Fortescue to deploy a pilot hydrogen vehicle refueling infrastructure in Western Australia. Under the agreement, ATCO and Fortescue will construct and operate the refueling facility at ATCO's existing facility in Jandico. The South Australian government, meanwhile, has invested more than 17 million Australian dollars in grants and 25 million Australian dollars in loans for four green hydrogen projects. These projects include NEOIN's plans to construct a 600 million Australian dollar renewable hydrogen production facility to support its solar and wind generation facilities at the Crystal Brook Energy Park in South Australia. The proposed 50 megawatt hydrogen superhub would be the largest co-located wind, solar, battery, and hydrogen production facility in the world, producing about 7,000 metric tons per year of hydrogen. Another project is the Hydrogen Utilities Eyre Peninsula Gateway Project, which will develop a facility integrating more than 75 megawatts in water electrolysis to produce renewable hydrogen and renewable ammonia on the Eyre Peninsula. With the total production capacity of, of up to 40,000 tons per year of green ammonia, the facility will, support, will supply the domestic market and support trial export shipments of green hydrogen and green ammonia to Japan and other North, North Asian countries. And the Victorian government has introduced the Victoria Hydrogen Investment Program which has invested 2 million Australian dollars to boost the development of clean hydrogen technologies in Victoria, specifically Diakin's project for the creation of a hydrogen supply chain project in Warrnambool. Elsewhere in Victoria, a consortium of Japan's Kawasaki Heavy Industries, J-Power, Iwatani, Mariobeni, Sumitomo, and Australian utility AGL announced the commencement of operations at both Victorian sites of their integrated supply chain. The 500 million Australian dollar hydrogen energy supply chain project is developing a complete hydrogen supply chain by producing hydrogen via the gasification of Latrobe Valley lignite coal, transporting it to the port of Hastings for liquefaction and then shipping it to Japan. Hydrogen production commenced in February of 2021. At commercial scale, the project could produce 225,000 tons per year of low carbon blue hydrogen, according to the partners. And in Queensland, Origin Energy is working with Japan's Kawasaki Heavy Industries on a green liquid hydrogen export project in Townsville. Furthermore, APA Group is building a power to gas demonstration plant at its Wallambilla gas hub near Roma to create methane using solar generated electricity, water, and CO2 from the atmosphere. 
The 2.26 million Australian dollar project will produce approximately 620 kilograms per year of hydrogen for conversion into 74 gigajoules of methane, which can be injected into APA Group's natural gas pipelines across the East Coast gas grid. BOC Limited, together with partners ITM Power, Queensland University of Technology, and Hyundai Motor Company Australia, are installing a 220 kilowatt electrolyzer and a 100 kilowatt solar array to produce renewable hydrogen through electrolysis at BOC's Bulwer Island, Queensland site. The electrolyzer will have the capacity to produce up to 2,400 kilograms per month of renewable hydrogen to power fuel cell electric vehicles and supply BOC's industrial customers. Since the closure of the BP refinery at Bulwar Island, BOC has transported hydrogen from its Altona facility in Melbourne, Victoria, to Bulwar Island in high-pressure tube trailers, resulting in 90,000 kilograms of CO2 emissions. So BOC sees the opportunity to demonstrate ultra-high pressure refueling of hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles powered by renewable hydrogen produced at Bulwar Island. And Eco Energy World plans to produce green hydrogen using power from a planned 300 megawatt solar farm in Raglan near the port of Gladstone in Queensland. This plant will produce 33,000 tons per year of green hydrogen and represent one of the world's largest green hydrogen and solar photo photovoltaic developments. Construction of the 500 million project is expected to start in the third quarter of 2022. The New South Wales government has offered 15 million Australian dollars in grants for regional community energy, including New South Wales first hydrogen energy storage system at Manila. A number of additional hydrogen and renewable energy projects are ongoing in Australia, with many in the feasibility, proposal, and planning stages. Now moving from Australia to China, China is the world's largest hydrogen producer, with more than 20 metric million metric tons per year of grey hydrogen output, or approximately one-third of the world's total. This puts China's hydrogen supply at about three times that of the entire supply of Europe, which is about seven, uh, seven million metric tons per year. China's government is sponsoring low carbon hydrogen research and development, and the Beijing city government has announced plans to have more than 1,000 fuel cell buses in operation for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Two hydrogen refueling stations have been open in Shanghai since 2019, and the government has declared a target of 1,000 stations by 2030, along with 1 million fuel cell electric vehicles in use on China's roads by that time. Furthermore, Sinopec is studying the development of green hydrogen technology in China as the nation seeks to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2060. And moving from China to South Korea, the country unveiled its hydrogen roadmap in 2019 with a vision to sharply increase the production of hydrogen powered vehicles and electricity generation by hydrogen in South Korea. In 2020, the Korean National Assembly passed the Hydrogen Economy Promotion and Hydrogen Safety Management Law, laying the legal foundations for the government's hydrogen commitment and implementing safety standards for hydrogen facilities. 
Meanwhile, Korea Gas Corporation plans to boost hydrogen production by building 25 production bases nationwide, along with constructing new supply chains and distribution channels. It also it plans to invest in liquefied hydrogen. And in Malaysia, national energy giant Petronas announced a partnership with Japanese LNG importer Jera in February 2021 to collaborate on a wide range of low carbon energy initiatives covering hydrogen, ammonia, and LNG. Petronas established a hydrogen business unit in November 2020 and is already producing blue hydrogen at its refineries. The company is also foraying into green hydrogen as part of its effort to achieve carbon net neutrality by 2050. In late 2020, Petronas announced that it would partner with SEDC Energy, a subsidiary of state-owned utility Sarawak Economic Development Corp, for a large-scale hydropower-driven hydrogen production facility. Now, looking at fuel cell electric vehicles and refueling networks in Asia-Pacific, now, worldwide, there's 584 hydrogen refueling stations deployed as of the end of 2020, and half of those were located in Asia-Pacific, one-third were located in Europe. Within the Asia-Pacific region, Japan leads in hydrogen refueling uh, station ins installations with around 150, although China has already deployed more than 100 stations in a short period of time. At present, Japan's hydrogen-powered vehicle fleet numbers fewer than 4,000, and many of these vehicles are owned by the government. However, Japan aims to have 200,000 hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles and 320 hydrogen refueling stations in use by 2025. To this end, Japanese automaker Toyota introduced the Mirai, meaning future in Japanese, in 2014 as the world's first commercially produced hydrogen fuel vehicle. Recent improvements to functionality, such as the 30% increase in Mirai driving distance offered on Toyota's newest model, are anticipated to enhance the attractiveness of hydrogen fuel transportation. Meanwhile, South Korea already hosts enough refueling stations to enable a cross-country drive via fuel cell electric vehicle. The country's 2020 economic strategy includes the provision of 200,000 hydrogen vehicles and 450 charging facilities by 2025. Korea's Hyundai Motor Company began production of a hydrogen electric hybrid car in 2013 and launched, and launched the Nexo FCEV in 2018. It is predicted that by 2035, hydrogen stations will be commonplace throughout most of China, Japan, and South Korea, in addition to Western Europe and the US. Also, Thailand's government is encouraging electric transport, which opens up a potential market for hydrogen fuel cells. So the Asia Pacific region is expected to dominate the global hydrogen market between 2020 and 2025, adopting green technologies to meet government targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. With a mix of hydrogen supplier and consumer countries and a quickly expanding renewable energy base, Asia Pacific will play a leading role in global market dynamics for low carbon hydrogen. Japan and Australia are the leaders in hydrogen projects and synergies, although China is working at a rapid pace to expand its hydrogen infrastructure. 
hydrogen use in South Korea, Malaysia, and other countries will increase alongside the growth of regional and global supply networks and technology installations to expand the industrial and commercial use of hydrogen. These ongoing efforts will make Asia Pacific a region to watch for hydrogen development through 2030 and beyond. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and we want to thank you for listening to the H2 Tech Podcast, H2 Tech Talk.